Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Relax Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. I hope you're all doing really well. If you're in Australia, I hope you're looking forward to your long weekend this Friday afternoon. Hey, wanted to let you know I've just published or just pressed go live on our Falls Creek run experience, which is taking place in mid-December up at Falls Creek here in Victoria, 1,600 metres altitude. Uh, we'll be doing training sessions. We'll be doing technique analysis. We'll be doing strength mobility sessions. Uh, we'll also be enjoying the local restaurants and cafes and, and just the scenery, the views and everything else that Falls Creek has to offer. So uh, if you're interested in getting on board, as I said, we haven't even gone live with it yet and I've already sold a couple of tickets. So we're taking a maximum of 10 people. So if you want to get on board, jump across to relaxrunning.com, click on camps and clinics, have a look at the Falls Creek tab and secure your spot. Um, really love to see you up there. Whether you're in Australia or somewhere else in the world, it'd be, it'd be so good to connect with you in person up at Falls Creek. If you've never been before, man, you're in you're in for such a treat. It's going to be awesome. I'm, uh, it, I'm sad it's six months away because uh, <laughs> it's going to be really good fun. Anyway, check that out at relaxrunning.com. In the meantime, I catch up with a good mate of mine today, three-time Olympian, all-round great bloke, Dave McNeil. He's a uh, uh, man, if you don't know him, just Google his name. So much will come up. But more than just being a great runner, as I said, he's a really good fella. And I, I love his perspective, not only on running, but on life. And uh, hey, no better time for a great perspective than right now for Dave. He's dealing with a stress fracture in his foot. So we talk a, a whole heap about how it came about and uh, what the return to competitive running is. So uh, regardless of what level you're at, this is a, a helpful, insightful interview with a, uh, a really switched on unit in the running world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Australian running great, Mr. David McNeil. Mate, you're looking good. Hey, right back at you, right back at you, brother. Um, so you just said that you just got back from summer. Were you in the states yourself, or where were you traveling around? Yeah, yeah, I was in, I was in the US, and um, pretty much I spent yeah the whole time in Flagstaff for the the last week. Where I actually went and um, I, I went and visited Bert and Wendy, so um, which was awesome. I hadn't seen them for nearly four years, um, and um, and then yeah stopped it and saw some friends in San Fran and then, and then flew back. But most, yeah, the, I spent seven weeks in, in Flagstaff. Cause a Bert, uh, is Bert, is it Wendy, his wife? Yeah. Yep. Did you yep. say, are they in uh, Arizona now or have I just made that up? No. Well, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's how we knew each other was we, we both lived in Flagstaff and they, they lived there for 50 years. That's right. Um, I remember that, he moved uh, recently. I just couldn't remember if they yeah, were going about, to there or from there. Yeah, about eighteen months ago, they moved um, to Bend, Oregon, where um, one of his one of his daughters and and son in law and and two of his grandkids live. So um, yeah, they they're actually like they're living literally next door to um, to their their daughter and grandkids. Um, it's a it's a cool little setup, um, and they're they're a really close knit family. So. Um, they're um they're all in heaven which is good <laughs> oh that's good man i've seen some of his newsletters i uh i get his i think it's yeah. a monthly newsletter now it was coming through weekly yeah, for a monthly while, but now, yeah. yeah yeah but i've seen yeah. some of the photos with his grandkids and stuff he looks like he's having yeah. a ball but how was that how oh, was flag is. stuff man like the uh i know uh, i know a lot of people from yeah. actually all around i was gonna say australia and the states go up there for mm. a good training camp mm. but it's got a mm. reputation for delivering some pretty nice results doesn't it <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it does, and it's um increase increasingly over the years has become more popular. And um, I I lived there for seven years from 2007 to 14, so it's a second home for me. So um, there was yeah, it was it was really really nice to to go back. Um, I, I I went over there to to train and and get ready for this season, and uh, unfortunately um. Sorry, pardon the little little pup in the back. <laughs> no job. Is there. Um, but um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, got injured while I was over there, and um, it was a pretty solid injury, which has ended my season. So, dude, this I'm, is this I'm is back, the first I'm I've heard about. It. Man, oh, yeah. I, I said I've been a little bit yeah. quiet on. I've, I'm really slack on Instagram. I sort of go on there and I put a <laughs> post up every now and then, but I don't. I don't. No, I've no. been scrolling through and having a good look. So I, oh, I literally I, I don't really. I, I didn't really announce it or anything. I just, yeah, that's, it just kind of happened. And yeah, so I, I, I'd been injured. I think the last time we spoke, I'd, um, I'd just been coming back from a little foot injury after Zadapec and I'd got, I'd figured out kind of the root cause of it and, and was making good headway on, on fixing some of the problems. And, um, and I went over to Flagstaff unfit and, you know, only just up and about. Um, so it was, it was a risk going over there and, um, but sometimes you got to take a swing and, and that's what I did. And things were going, I, th- I think the most frustrating thing was that, um, I got over there and day after day, week after week, my foot just kept getting better and better. And I was feeling stronger and training was going well. And, you know, maybe, maybe that put me in a false sense of security. And I think in the end, what brought me undone was I, um, I was running on some, kind of technical technical trails and um my my original injury had been caused by some um stiffness through my my midfoot and ankle and and that probably flared that up again and um yeah one day um quite suddenly yeah the front of my foot started hurting and uh <laughs> pretty badly so it happened pretty quickly and um there was I was in limbo for a couple of weeks just hoping it would settle down and cross training and um with a view to yeah racing um a couple of races in the US and then and then racing in Europe and hopefully getting to worlds and com games but um i after a week of no running i tried another run and it was still no good and ended up getting a scan and had a nice little stress fracture in my my third metatarsal which um yeah that was it there's no there's no real no beating around the bush or coming back from that quickly. So, um, yeah, I, um, I, I've a lot of people, I get asked, I've been asked a lot when people, when I tell people, oh yeah, I'd actually injured myself and that's why I've come back, back home early and, um, why I'm not running. And, um, I think everyone's been quite concerned, which is really, you know, heartwarming and, um, and, and, and appreciated, but I, I think I, um, there were the couple of weeks where I didn't know what was, whether I was going to make it, make something of the season still and was cross training and hoping things would settle down. That was really tough. But then I think once I knew I had a, like a season ending injury, um, pretty quickly, I just refocused my goals and, um, and I'm, I'm in a good spot and, and have, have been. And um, because I was over there and, and had a few races planned, I ended up deciding just to stay there for another few weeks and um, 
I, I'd been there with a group of Aussies um, and then most of them um, jetted back off to, off to somewhere else in the US or, or to Europe and, and it was just Brett Robinson and I in, in Flagstaff and I just thought, oh, well, I'll stick around. I'll, I'll, I'll go from runner to, to physio and that's kind of what I did. I, I was uh, Brett's personal physio for a few weeks awesome. um, as he got ready for pre-classic, which is – we were, we were both meant to run that. Um, and I, I connected with a couple of other runners in Flagstaff and kind of played, played physio for them. And, um, and yeah, just kind of started gearing up for coming back home and, um, gearing up for, (laughs) um, yeah, jumping back into work. Um, that, that was the bummer is that you go over and I, you know, I didn't end up racing. So, um, now I got to recoup my costs of a of a seven week training camp that didnn't pay off. <laughs> yeah, man, far out. The uh, the beauty of distance running, huh? So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's yep. always it's always interesting when you come back with an injury and so much of your day is taken up with with training or you know so many hours when you're at full flight. Mm. Um, mm. It sounds like you've filled in that time pretty quickly. But is there any part of you that that enjoys it? Because I know having a force break from time to time for me was, it was kind of nice just to, just to peer your head around the the corner of what a non-running life looks like. And just to see, like that was the biggest yeah. thing for me when I finished running officially in like 2014, competitively anyway, mm. I remember yeah. I'd get home from work at, at say like four or four 30. And usually I'd get home, I'd get my running gear, organize my food, my drinks, jump in the car, go to the tan or yeah. whatever, wherever I was training. And I remember getting mm. home at four 30 some days and being like, what do, what do I do? <laughs> it, was a, it was kind yeah. of, um, it was kind of looking back on it. I think maybe it, it was more enjoyable than, than at the time. Cause at the time I was a little bit like, <laughs> Oh crap, I don't have any hobbies. <laughs> like my whole life yeah. was just running. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. In answer to your question, um, I, I wouldn't say especially, um, that I, that I, that I've enjoyed it. Um, what I would say is that I, I think over the course of my career, um, I've realized that, you know, everything I do is, is better when there is balance. And and so when I'm running, you know, of course I'm all in, but there's always balance in my life. Um, I'm still always doing things that I enjoy that make me happy. Um, that on face value, you might go, Oh, you know, you're an athlete. You should be a bit more serious than that. And, um, and so, whether whether I'm you know training for Com Games or World Champs or whether I'm on an eight week injury layoff, um, you know my my life doesn't change too much. I still um, I still enjoy um, getting my heart rate up every day um, and and you know um, being out of breath and and so I I still try and do that at the moment while while I can't run. Um, I, I guess the difference, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have done that with a view to, um, maintaining fitness and, and preparing myself for when I can run again. But I've from, from years of, of having had injuries and, and cross-trained, um, I don't cross-train to try and keep fit. I cross-train because I want to, I want to stay active, um, (laughs) no amount of cross-training will will 
you know, over a 10 week period will we'll maintain any form of running fitness. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Um, it yeah. can keep you fit, of course, but um, I think there's value in when you come back from an injury um, of actually being a little bit unfit because it actually kind of slows you down, which that's probably a mistake a lot of people make when they come back from injuries is, is probably jumping back in a little bit too quickly and, and, and putting themselves at, at risk of re-injuring themselves. And, you know, admittedly, that's probably what I did a little bit in, in when I was over in the U S is probably just jumped in a little bit too quickly. And, um, and, you know, sign of me always making the same mistakes over and over again. And, and you keep learning a little bit more each time, but I, yeah, th- this time of not running at the moment, um, I, yeah, it's just a, it's a, the balance in my life looks a little bit different, but it's still the same, the same sort of attitudes. And, and, and I guess for me, like I, I refocused, you know, at different times of the year, you know, my goals are, you know, there's a certain amount of energy behind each, each different goals. And I guess at the moment I'm, I'm putting a little bit more energy behind my work and professional goals um and you know in in the next three to four weeks once i'm starting to run again more of that energy will go into my running goals which you know i I think will certainly include trying to trying to get to world cross country next year um and you know maybe if you know all goes well maybe even world half at the end of the year so um but you know overall attitude doesn't change too much i'm never i don't think i'm the sort of person that's ever like all in on one thing and all out from another thing. I think everything just the, the, the levels just change a little bit, but um, the balance is kind of, kind of the same. So um, long winded way of saying, um, you know, this force break, um, you, you know, it's, it's been neither good or bad. Um, it's just been a, a shift in a shift in energy and focus for, for a few weeks. Yeah, that seems to be a, the theme of so many of our conversations as well. Like a, we're on a similar journey in terms of headspace. And it doesn't matter what your mm. energy and time's committed to. There's plenty of opportunities mm. just to, to learn to uh, to sort of adjust to the, the highs and the lows of, of whatever it is. I've certainly found that with comedy yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought a bad race <laughs> oh, was yeah, painful. I thought a bad race was painful until I got up on stage and told people jokes I thought were funny and got no laughs. I was like, all right, that's a a lot more painful. But um, it's the same sort of lesson at the foundation of it all. Yeah, and and you hear hear of people um, talking about public speaking and how how tough that can be and and just speaking to any, um, you know, number of people um, is tough, but you, you throw in the expectation of, of laughter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't even imagine actually. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing with a musician last night. I went up to Altham and did a open mic comedy set. I said, the good news mm. for you is with music, uh, people can be giving you no attention and you're just like, yeah, no, we're just in background noise. People are enjoying it. Yeah. But with comedy, yep. if like people just look like they're sitting there <laughs> enjoying yeah. it, but not laughing, you're like, no, I'm failing. It's just that brutal yeah, feedback. Yeah. Pretty similar to running <laughs> in the sense that there's just nowhere to hide. Like if you're, if you're 20 meters off the back That's of the field true. in the last lap of a 1500, it's pretty clear you're not having your best day. And the same is true with uh, with comedy. If you're up on stage and you're five minutes in and no one's laughed yet, you've got some, some serious work That's to do. That's true. Although I kind of, it'd be interesting to hear what you think, but um, one thing that I, that I'm, I know, and I, I, I occasionally remind some other people of 
particularly from a running perspective, is that um, you and I care infinitely more um, about the outcome, the result, um, the performance um, than anyone, anyone watching us. Anyone watching us um, either doesn't care at all, and this is just, this is just brutal honesty, cares a little bit but has a short like moves on from it very quickly mm-hmm. um or the very few people like your, your closest closest people your coach your, your immediate family um but the number of people that we think care <laughs> about our performance um enough that it will eat them up for more than the time of that performance um it's not not that many people i don't know if it's the same for comedy um, but so, so for instance, if you have a comedy set that, you know, you just, you, you think, oh crap, that didn't go how I hoped it went. I have um, lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, you're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but do you, I guess, yeah, maybe it is different for a comedy audience. Do you think many people go home and, and mull over the fact, oh man, Tyson really just wasn't firing for no. like. It's a great comparison. It's it's actually a great comparison because honestly, like the amount of people I've seen bomb, um, Mm. I just, I forget it as soon as I leave the building. But if I bomb, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) I can't believe I put people, (laughs) other people through that and I have to live with it. But yeah, it's a a really good comparison because I learned that when I left the running world as well. It was my whole world. Mm. And I'd look at people who were, you know, breaking Aussie records or running big competitions. And I was like, man, these guys are just living the dream. And then you step outside the running world um yeah and you're like no one really it's a it's a very niche kind of a scene and that's freeing to me i wish i knew that when i was running absolutely i i think there you know in in a you know so if we are looking at a runner in a runner's life you know they have they have a coach they have immediate family they have close close friends um and then you know acquaintances and then training partners and competitors and then depending on you know how good or well known they are they have fans and this and that um but you know that the number of people that um uh so viscerally feel the experience of either success or failure um that you yourself feel um is probably probably pretty limited and and i i sometimes like i sometimes see you know in in different arenas you know, there's this saying, you know, from some people that have a chip on their shoulder, they say, oh, haters going to hate. And, and I always see people say that. And I, I kind of wonder myself, hey, I wonder how many people, you know, actually hate you or, yeah. or actually care enough that, um, that they have a visceral feeling towards you. I, I suspect that there's probably far less of those people than, than maybe you think. And, and that a lot of that sort of that, that, that feeling of, oh yeah, like, you know, people, oh, people that hate me for this, or they, oh, they, they're going to, um, they're going to talk about this performance or oh, this guy choked or that, that person choked. Um, I sometimes wonder how much of that is just all coming in t- from internally, like just us telling ourselves these stories. Um, I know that's the case or has been the case for me in the past is if you, if you really like take a step back and take a deep breath and 
and kind of like look at where your thoughts are, you kind of recognize like, oh, I made all of that up myself. That wasn't actually happening on the outside. I was just like, that's, I was just telling myself that. Yeah. But there's no actual proof to, to, to say that. And it just makes me think, man, how much, um, you know, how much grief are we just causing ourselves? It's a good point. <laughs> Sometimes man. When, when, when things, when things aren't going our way, um, how much of that is just of our own making um, and, and of our own attitude and how much is really, you know, from external um, sentiment, external opinion, um, how much are other people really, really making that experience more difficult for us? And I know at least for me, like, no, there's not many that, that I, I've, I've got good people in my life and I've always had um, supportive people in my life. I'm sure people have seen my performances before and gone, oh man, he's pretty up and down or, or he's choked and this and that. But I don't, I don't imagine they, they dwell on it for very long. Um, yeah. certainly not as long as I dwell on it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point, man. And even like, even if there was a person who was dwelling on it and talking about, oh, fire out, Tice had a shock and run. What an mm. idiot. How bad's he at running? Yeah. Like if yeah. you're in a healthy headspace yourself and you've got a couple of tools to navigate it, it bothers you so much mm. less. Like there's, I still yeah. ride this. Yeah. I still ride this roller coaster of, of getting too caught up on what I think someone's thinking. Uh, like what you yeah. were saying, just caught, you can cause yourself a whole heap of grief. But I reckon if yeah. I compared me yeah. now to what I was five years ago, yeah. Like this, yeah. you couldn't even compare the two scales because when I was say yeah. I'm 35 now, say if I was 25, um, there'd be yeah. the dumbest thing that I could get caught up on and, and you know, it'd keep uh, me awake at yeah. night. And now yeah. I don't know if it's an yeah. age thing or what, like, I don't want to just turn into a cynical bloke who doesn't care. It's definitely not that I want to, <laughs> but no. I would like to just be able to get like a healthy, which I think I have a really healthy yeah, yeah. degree of going, all right, this is what I believe. This is what I think. I'm not trying to upset anyone in particular. Uh, yeah. If they got an issue, I'll let it go. I'm still going to be as nice as I can to them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I, I think what happens as you get older and wiser is, you know, those thoughts and those things always keep popping in. They don't go away. It's just that you get better at recognizing it and, and just like cut, cutting the circuit a little bit quicker and, and, and preventing it from eating, eating away at you. Yeah, yeah. Well said, man. Dude, before we um before we sort of went down that little rabbit hole, we we're just talking about your injury. Yeah. And before before I completely uh, just steer this this thing uh, in the wrong direction, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to bring it back there because I know there's plenty of listeners here who who, who currently or you know recently have had injuries that um, it's mm. really difficult to sort of navigate your way through. But you were saying that there's mm. uh, well, there's a few points that I, I sort of put an asterisk next to as you were speaking. Um, about the return mm. to uh, the return to running despite how much CrossFit training or cross uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, cross training. Cross training, CrossFit. I don't know where I got yeah. CrossFit from. How much cross training you're uh, you're doing? It, it doesn't quite correlate mm. to coming back and just running PBs necessarily. Yeah. But the other yeah. thing that I was interested in in just picking your brain about, which is a little more specific to to your injury, is what kind of cross training can you be mm-hmm. doing with your your stress fracture? Because even though cycling's yeah. not so weight bearing, I, I'd imagine it still puts yeah. a little bit of pressure on that part of your foot. Yeah, so when it when it first happened, the the only thing I could really do that wasn't causing it pain was um was pool running. Um, so so that's what I did, and then when I had my scan and and got some answers and, and a diagnosis and 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 all of that, I um I ended up I ended up wearing a, a moon boot for a couple of weeks um, because there was I I couldn't walk, I couldn't do anything without it without it hurting, so. I wore that for a couple of weeks and that 
that was enough to settle it down. And so now I can cycle, I can go on the ellipt- elliptical machine. Um, I, I can do most things now and, and, um, and it, and it doesn't hurt. So, so, so that's good. Um, and, and so, yeah, in answer to the broader question of like, yeah, cross training for injured runners. Um, yeah. Every, every injury is going to, to some injuries will, will leave the door open to all types of cross training. Um, you know, some injuries you may even, you know, and if you have access to the resources, you may be able to use like an, something like an anti-gravity treadmill, um, you know, and then, and then there are other injuries where, um, you know, for some people, you know, if they've like pulled, you know, like a hip flexor muscle or abdominal muscle or something like that, pull running maybe may not be the most suitable, may, may cause, cause more pain. And, and then, you know, for some people, like if they've got a back injury, being on a bike might not be, um, might not be the best thing. So it's always injury specific or yeah, injury specific. And, um, and then I think that the, the grander question around, you know, what's the, why are you cross training? What's the purpose here? Um, and there are going to be elite athletes that are coming up to a major championships um, and they need to do every marginal thing to, to, to get to the start line in as best shape as possible. And so for some of those people, frantic cross training is the only answer. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I've been in a world for the last 10, 15 years where that's a reality for a lot of, for a lot of athletes. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of impressive to see like um, the dedication some, some athletes have to, to maintaining fitness through cross training. But, um, you know, in the absence of getting ready for, a, you know, a, a huge event um, and that's time sensitive, um, you know, there, there, there are not many cross training things that are that are specific enough to to really keep you running fit. You can keep your cardiovascular system in good shape, um, but if you have you know four to six weeks off running, you're going to start running, and it's it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, you, you're not going to um, be able to to jump back in where you left off. Mm. Um, and if you're if you've cross trained so hard and you're so fit that you can do that. Um, then you're probably writing yourself um, a recipe for for re-injury because um, sometimes that 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 fitness that you maintain gives you a false sense of like oh I can do this I can do that when you get back sometimes it's better to start back after an injury a little bit unfit because it slows you down um, and, and and makes sure your return to running um, a little bit more measured so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of if if you if you don't have the kind of the patience and the 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 confidence to to come back as slowly as you need to post injury, maybe maybe don't cross train so hard. Yeah. <laughs> just so so you 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 you're not so fit when you come back, and then it just makes your your return to running a little bit more measured. Yeah, it's such a good point. It's funny. I feel like I bring this up every time we we chat, but runners just have that reputation of being the best at just smashing themselves. But when it comes to recovery, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, and that's the yeah. thing I'm I'm working through with with a, a, at the start of this year. I, I started taking on a few athletes just to coach more, on a more like sort of personal level. 
And that's one of the things that yeah. I, I feel like I, I keep coming back to is like, hey, we don't, we're not in a rush necessarily. Like, for, no, especially because yeah. the athletes I'm working with mostly are, um, what do you say? It's like club club level or, or newer to the sport yeah. of running or yeah. um, coming from like a, an Ironman background. And I, I think not that this is necessarily um, a, a big issue in any athletes that I'm coaching, mm. but, but one of the things that I do see with new runners, especially is like, all right, well, um, I want to be running this time in 12 months. Go. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. One of the guys yeah. I, I coached from Melbourne, David, his name is, he was, uh, he, he joined up a, about th- two months ago. And when he joined, he, he said, look, he had like more of a three year plan. Uh, he'd struggled with injury and, you know, a couple of autoimmune things, but he said, what his goal is, is to, to run a fast marathon in three years time. And I thought, oh yeah, what a beautiful time frame! Like how Amazing. nice is that, Amazing. that we can just like, we yeah. can do a gradual build up. We can have a few hit outs yeah. along the way, but there's, there's no rush. Like we don't have to be in yeah. you know, PB shape in six weeks time. It's just, Hey, let's just, let's just gradually build it up, strengthen your body, get your confidence. 100%. And uh, man, if I could just, yeah. you know, take that out of David's mind and, put it into every new and experienced runner's mind, it'd be a, uh, it'd be a me, massive me time too. saver. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things I, um, a friend once said to me, and it's a quote that kind of, I feel like it, it resonates across a few different areas, but whatever you're doing, start where you are. And, and so if you, if you look at that through a running lens and if you're returning from an injury and you, you know, you're wanting to, you know, you had X amount of fitness and now you're at this level of fitness and you want to get back to that X amount of fitness. Sometimes we get so preoccupied with that, that that what's what we want in the future that we lose sight of where we are right now. Um, And I think that's kind of the thing. If we can all get better at, you know, being present and being where we are right now and, and accepting where we are right now and accepting that, you know, it's going to take time to get to 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 somewhere else. Um, you know, that would be that would that. I think we'd all we'd all get a little bit further. Um, and and looking back, you know, on my last few months, um, that was probably an error I made. It was like, you know, I you know, I'm trying. I want to get to to worlds and com games, and and I underestimated how much time I had. Um, and I don't think I necessarily, um, you know, trained too hard or built up too quickly, but I think my mental intensity was probably um, higher than it needed to be. And I probably just needed to, ch- to chill out a little bit. And, and there's another, so that's one, that's one quote I like is that just start where you are. And then another one I like is that, is that everything always works out at the end. And if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end yet yeah um and and so and i think the same can be said about fitness is that if you're coming back from injury you, you will run again you will well for most people um some sometimes that's not always the case unfortunately but for most people you will run again and you will be as fit as you were were before and and um and maybe just letting go of that that notion of it's got to be in a certain time frame um because often if once you start letting go of that, um, things go a lot more smoothly and then you inevitably end up where you want to be potentially earlier than you, you expected because you're actually patient and mm-hmm. you didn't rush it and, and didn't re-injure yourself or ran into little niggles and hurdles along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point, man. So how far, with that being said, like how far away are you personally from returning to some jogging yeah, former training? Yeah. 
<laughs> See, I thought I was, I thought I'd be starting some jogging in two weeks, but um, I went and saw my my physio on on uh, on um, Wednesday, and he politely said, "No, you're going to be four weeks away," <laughs> um, which which is which is fine. Um, so I'm I'm starting to, I'm now redoing start restarting some heavy calf work in the gym, which is what I had been doing before this injury happened, and I, I think it was actually helping. Um, I stopped it when, when it happened because it just everything was hurting. Um, so I'm restarting that now. And then in a couple of weeks, I'll start doing a little bit of like hopping and jumping and plyometric type stuff. And then another two weeks after that, so four weeks, I'll hopefully start a bit of walk jogging again. Yeah, awesome, man. I was actually listening to, to the podcast interview I did with Tony Sefton just the other day when I was at the gym. I thought oh, I wouldn't mind yeah. hearing this interview again because oh, I just remember leaving that yeah. interview, that. that particular chat and just being like man that was that was so insightful and and you were actually a, you oh, put it you connected yeah. us to and you were sort of a big yeah. topic yeah. of conversation there so i was going to yeah. ask have you been doing any work with him through this process or is it uh is it more just through actually, your physio yeah i actually haven't since since we we were still connected like through tokyo and then and then after tokyo i i kind of got back into work and um and was just kind of doing a bit of base training and, and actually yeah it's um probably a timely reminder to reconnect with him um especially now that i'm um can start getting back into some some proper gym loading i i since since tokyo and since working a little bit more i i started doing just a lot more pilates um it was just more convenient and it kind of met most of the the needs i had um but yeah tony's um a, a hugely underrated um, mind in the in the strength and conditioning space and um, yeah might need to uh, pick his brain um, on this uh, uh, revamp I don't know 7.0 or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah do you say you've been doing a, a bit of Pilates mm, yep, yeah yeah you got to check out I don't know maybe you've already seen it this is for everyone listening as well but Alice Baker who's been on here a couple of times started a, a YouTube channel <laughs> yeah and- so that's what I do yeah. You do a YouTube videos? No, yeah, well, no, I do. I I'm subscribed to a member member thing, so I do her. Oh. Um, I usually do her Tuesday live classes. Yeah, man, she's such good value. If uh, if you don't know what mm. I'm talking about, Alice Baker, she's a she's a qualified physio herself, isn't she? But also a Pilates is, yep. a Pilates teacher, and I've I won't go through the whole story again. But I got a a, a, a real rude shock doing one of her classes one day because I thought I was a big strong guy <laughs> and we were doing a Zoom class and I just got oh. taught I just got taught a new lesson so um, I yeah, might actually she, I'll, I'll even her, put a her link. Classes are very humbling. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and she's just a unit like so much strength and mm. I uh, yeah I had a video on here the other day going through one of her classes and my wife came up and she's mm. like who the hell is this <laughs> like some of the moves <laughs> she does and makes them look so yeah. easy. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll put that link in the in the description of this podcast for anyone who's interested mm. in, in checking it out. Mm. I think she gives like a, mm. a free trial um, or I might just be making yep. it up. Yeah. Check out her website anyway because, yeah, she's got yeah, a, a great you reputation. Get a free week. Yeah, there's yeah. a free week trial and there's and there's, there's there's a heap of free content on her YouTube channel too. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely check that out. Yeah, I'm trying to convince her. Well, I actually haven't sent her the message yet, so this could be the first time she hears it. But <laughs> I'm uh, I'm putting together a full creep camp for the for the end of the year. Just going to take ten athletes yeah. up for for like a yeah, week. Cool. Um, so if you want yeah. to be a B&B, bro, let me know. We'll we'll do it. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to can I'm going to try and convince her to come up and and run a couple of sessions with um 
with the athletes that I'm working with up there because I reckon she'd just be such a great addition to the team. I reckon she'll be a solid yes on that one. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome because, yeah, I I feel like she's one of the names that just keeps coming up. So people, if they don't know her by face, they definitely know her by name. But, um, man, we're getting the countdown here. Sorry it couldn't have been a bit more of an extended chat today, but as I said, we're we're getting ourselves ready because next week we're going to uh, to the States, as, as you know, um yep. and uh and we've got a few things to tick off before then so uh yeah, yeah. we're just in it's so funny man we're, we're just in checklist mode <laughs> just going through the uh the last minute things because well, we're going to do like a six week stint yeah. over there all going well that's great that's great yeah. yeah i'm hoping uh well hopefully when you're back um i'll hopefully be up and doing a little bit of jogging by then and and um yeah hopefully we can catch up in in real life um, oh. down 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 Queenscliff. I feel like the theme of our conversations jog. every time we kickstart a conversation is, dude, it's been way too long. And I mean it no, every no. time. But man, as long as you're not fit, uh, I agree to a run with you anytime. <laughs> I actually I went out, uh, I was across the road from from your street up in Queenscliff the other day. There's mm. uh, you know, just opposite uh Swan Bay, there's yep. there's like some grasslands there. I think it might have been where the old yeah. high school was. I, uh, I went down school, there yeah. and I thought yeah. I was going to mention this before when you were speaking about just getting yourself breathing. And I just, there's a gradual incline there. I just did like six or eight, like hundred meter sprints Amazing. up that hill. And to talk about getting the breath going again, my, my heart was, yeah. uh, my heart was reawakened. It was a, a yeah. nice little workout. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I'll keep training uh, so I can be in fine form for when you come <laughs> back at uh, low fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, right, enjoy brother. Uh, good luck this afternoon and enjoy uh, enjoy your trip to the US. Thanks a lot, man. I'll see you soon. See everybody.